Now for some pop music. Try this. Hello and welcome to the Hitbox, River Radio's Tuesday night gaming show. My name's Tom and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Gabriel and Billy. On tonight's show, we're starting off with the game of the month. After that, we are heading up with the greatest games of 2018 and finally finishing off with our weekly news roundup. And as Billy was the victorious uh, winner in Gaming Brain (laughs) brainstorming game last week, I feel like it's only fair for you to go first uh, with your game in a month. That's really. definitely fair enough. <laughs> okay, so so my game in the month is the the Henry Stickman Collection, uh, which is a game that came out in 2020. So if you're not familiar with Henry Stickman, it's uh, sort of a, a choose-your-own-adventure style game. Uh, you have a couple of options. There's a couple of quick-time events. There's not much gameplay to it, but it's like a, a comedy series where you try and get all the endings and all the outcomes. Um and there's a whole bunch of achievements in it. It's it's a really fun comedy game, and it has got a special place in my heart because it was a Flash game uh, in the, the distant years of, of the past. The first one was a Flash game because it's, it's a collection of six games, I think. It's five or six, I can never remember. Uh, but when, when Flash went down, they released the last one, number six, is exclusive to Steam in this collection. Uh, and you can now pick them up all up, all up on Steam. Uh, it's like 12 quid. It's by the same people who made Among Us, actually, in a, in a sloth and Puffballs United and stuff. Okay. So yeah, what, what's, uh, the whole, the whole, what's the whole concept? Run me down what actually happens in all these games. So the first one is called Breaking the Bank. So it's about six games. Uh, and you play as Henry Stickman, who is trying to break into a bank, and you get a series of options on how to do it. Uh, the games get more complicated every time. So the first one only has like six options. Then the second one, which is escaping the prison, if memory serves, you start with six options and they branch off further. Uh, and in that one, there's three endings where you escape and there's a whole bunch of endings where you get horribly mangled in various ways. And so the idea is just to see what happens to him down each of the paths and try and try and get all the way to the end. Uh, and I say there's some really interesting achievements that you can get in this book. There's a bunch of hidden achievements and there are the absolutely evil uh, profile achievements. So there's a whole bunch of other characters that you get to know as the uh, the story goes on, which is, as I say, this is a very story-driven game. So if you don't like the humor and stuff in them, you won't like them. Hmm. Um, but the, the profile ones is you have to click on every single person in the entire game and there's no pause button. So you have to like find every NPC in the background and be like, I have to click on you before you disappear in like the half second you're visible on screen. That's the classic you're never going to do this achievement. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I, well, I say that. I know I say, that there's definitely going to be people that have done you it. But you know what I mean? I have a hundred percent of this game. Oh, there okay. we go. Yeah. Nice one, Billy. To be fair, it, it, there's like 80 achievements. So it doesn't actually take that long if you know what you're doing. It took me, I think, about 10 hours to, to okay. 100% it. So it's, it's not a hugely long game, but it is very enjoyable. There's a lot of as I, I think there's a lot of enjoyment to go out of just playing it and then being able to be like, this is just a fun little relaxing game, which sometimes tests your reflexes. Um, <laughs> and it, it's very over the top. Like at the end of one of the games, one of the possible solutions is a tactical nuke, um, which it, oh, I feel I should mention at this point, this game is stuffed full of references. So when it does tactical nuke, it does like the Call of Duty tactical nuke thing. The oh, Moab, that's the Moab blinker. Yeah. 
yeah, so you've got a lot of stuff. Uh, it's all been care- since it's gone up on Steam. It's all been carefully scrubbed of copyrighted material. Um, so these <laughs> so, what, like- so just because is it kind of like almost a parody, like the comedy in it? Is it kind of like oh, a parody of a I lot of other games? That. I was thinking yeah. that that it was sort of taking the Mickey out of gaming in general. Yeah, there's there's bits of that, but it's it's more widespread than like that. Like there's. Uh, an event where you could where you get into a Pokemon battle and then you summon unknown, so it crashes the game. It doesn't actually crash clever. the game. Yeah, but it, it's all it, it's very comedic. It is, I think, a game you have to you can watch it on YouTube, but if you want to play it for yourself, I think you get the best experience. Out of it. Breaking the fourth wall, kind of thing, too, and everything. Yeah. Like that. there's lot there's lots of stuff like that. There's uh, I know there's at least one event where you solve the, the the solution to it is you go back in time and ensure the people ensure the people that arrested you never got into like the organization in the first place right okay <laughs> um so yeah it, it's interesting it's it is sort of just like see what happens rather than hugely difficult or anything because you just have because it, it shows you all the options and only rarely is it like hugely quick time stuff but there are a lot a lot of references in this okay so You've got the whole collection that you're talking about. Are you picking one game to give a rating to, or are you no, no. giving a rating to all of them in general? I'm I'm giving a rating to the whole collection because the whole okay. collection is, it's only sold as a collection. You can't buy the right. Individual yeah, games. Ah. that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, um, again, partly because the memories and partly because I really enjoy some of the pretty stupid stuff this game does. <laughs> um, to bring up to, to bring another reference in in one of the missions, there's uh, a series of events you go down where one of the options is always dance off. And every time you go to dance off, like, because when you die, it brings up like, a text saying something about, like, usually it makes a joke about what just happened. And in, if, in the dance off option, it's always like, stop. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to give this like a nine. I really, really enjoy wow. this collection of games. It does sound very good, I must admit. A lot of the time, and like, no disrespect, Billy, but a lot of the time you pick games and I'm like, okay, this is very niche, very sort of like, I, I <laughs> but it's not your sort of thing. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I'd probably yeah. enjoy all of them if they're put in front of me, but having heard about them, I wouldn't go, like, just jump yeah. to them. And that I'm not saying that about every game, no, but a lot like, of the time it is. Um, but that one, I really, it does sound very interesting and quite, yeah, my cup of tea. I'm just trying if, if to visualise it. That's that's what I'm trying to do in my head mm. with the, the way that he's told me. I was about to say, if, if you're interested in it, I recommend going watching like someone play through like the mm. first game only and then being like, oh, I really like this style of humour because there isn't, as I say, there isn't much gameplay. It is all much. It is all about the jokes that makes this this a fun game to play. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Well, mine's very solid. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with that. I think it's only fair, Gabriel, that I go second as I was second place in last week's thing. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in your face or anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm just yeah. going to put myself ahead of you quickly. Fair um, enough, fair enough. So this is a game that I've mentioned previously on the show. It's called Project Zomboid. Uh, it was a, well, I mentioned it because I don't know whether you guys remember, we were discussing games that had really, really long or long betas or really long releases yes. or whatever we, we, we described yes, right. it as. I remember this. Yes, yeah, so Project Zomboid uh, has been early access since it came out in 2012, 2013, and it's still in early access now, obviously. Uh, I picked it up a few weeks ago because, I well, seeing about well, seeing it on, uh, on the show and taking notes on it and, and whatever, it was really actually quite interesting, the whole concept of it, and I saw it on Steam. I think it was on sale. And I also saw one of my friends playing it, so I thought you know what, I'm, I'm going to pick this up and try it for myself. And I'm actually pretty impressed. I, I, for a game that's so old and still in early access, I'm really, really impressed. 
the the game itself is basically like a zombie survival. You you, you spawn in a, in a town in a map that you can choose from. It's got loot everywhere. You can go into different um, different houses and pick up whatever you like. And and there's farms and everything like that. I've got to be honest. I haven't I haven't done too much because the game is very difficult. I just want to make that very clear. I am still learning a lot of the 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 core concepts in this game and how you actually progress is 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 blowing my mind at the moment i feel like i need to do a lot more youtube revision i, I think that's the best uh, the best way to describe it um but yeah so, so far I've, I've you know done the basics i've gone around uh gone around various houses killing zombies looting getting various equipment getting better i've picked up kitchen knives and, and what have you and found you know cool cool pieces of equipment here and there um if I were to describe the the graphics, do you guys remember Habo Hotel? Have you heard of Habo Hotel before? Yes. Where does where has that come from? Because I <laughs> distinctly remember watching like my cousin play that or something. Yeah, so it's like really old school graphics. Uh, I'd I'd say it's uh, Habo Hotel graphics, but like in four K or, or slightly better. Um, it's a really weird graphic style. It, it's obviously an old game, but it it, it kind of suits it in a way. Um, so I quite like that. The the only problem that I have is the, the controls and the whole interface of of, of the game is really oh, really frustrating. And it, it, the looting system is is just beyond terrible. You try and go and move your character around your rooms, trying to pick up stuff from different um, boxes and everything. It's like you've got to go and walk over and click them. And there's this weird interface at the top. <coughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's a game that I feel like would be so much better if uh, if someone bought that. Well, took the concept and completely revitalized it and made a new version of it because it's so unique in a sense. And I see why they've kept on working on this game because it's so cool. But I just feel like it's been so long. And no one's there. They haven't completed it either. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Yeah, and it's just one of those one of those things where what? How would you describe the game as being finished? What? When are they? When are they going to stop working on it? What's the end goal? Because they need to improve the graphics. They need to now improve the control system, the interface, the the everything like that. But, to be fair, the, the graphic side of things, from my memory, the Haber Hotel, I, it's kind of almost quite Club Penguin sort of style, am I right? In, it, like, it's uh, quite cartoony, quite sort more of... More blocky, more blocky. Blocky, yeah, fair, fair. I suppose yeah. it depends what you want from the game. Like, is it a game that would benefit from being more photorealistic? No, I don't, it think it, I don't think it would. I, I just think it, it's you can tell that it's an old game. Fair, Like, I it see. could look better in the graphic style that it is in. If that well, makes sense. Okay. So, so, so your problem is like the quality of the graphics, not the art direction. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. You you see what I mean if you look up videos and photos of it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, my most successful run is basically looting a few houses, running to a farm, and then not really knowing what else to do. I know there's a lot of building mechanics and survival tactics, and you can play multiplayer. And I still need to do my research, but I'm just I just want to say that I'm excited about it, and I feel like. I want to learn more about this game because it's really, really unique in the sense that it's got so much to it since it's been out for so long. And I really feel like you can do a lot in the game as well. Set up like forts and everything, 
uh, go out sort of looting and, and collecting resources and, and and crafting a bunch of items and guns and, and fixing cars and what have you. Everything that a good zombie game, in my opinion, should have or could have. So, yeah, I, I'm going to rate this a 7 out of 10. I feel like once I learn more about it, I'll probably put it up a few ratings. Mm-hmm. Right. Gabriel, I'm going to hand over to you. Right. Well, yes, it will probably come as no surprise, certainly for the both of you <laughs> and probably to anyone else who's listened to our previous shows, that my game of the month is Lego Star Wars, the uh, the Skywalker saga. I nearly said the title <laughs> of it wrong because the complete saga, which was released ages before this, but with it, that is one of my favourite ever games. And this is basically the most recent game of the same series released on, I think, the 5th of April. So, yeah, not just under a month this game has been out. Um, And before I say anything about the game, it's important for me to mention that not only am I a massive Star Wars fan in general, but Lego Star Wars is also one of my favourite game series of all time. So my opinion of the game is probably going to be quite (laughs) biased compared to someone who isn't a big fan of the films or games. But, yeah, that being said... This is easily the best gaming experience I've had probably since Grand Theft Auto 5 was first released back in 2013. And how I sort of compare that experience is it's like you can't put the game down. You know, you're playing it till early hours in the morning. Every time you get on, you're excited. It never feels like there's an end. It never feels like a grind. Everything is interesting. And that's how i would sum up this game really uh definitely the game centers around all nine of the main films one through to nine it builds upon the original games of the series such as the complete saga perfectly the gameplay has massively improved it has a much tighter over the shoulder third person view and this gives players a much better control over the characters for example you can now force objects around place them in certain places throw them in combat you can even throw your lightsabers around you can implant your lightsaber into a wall to scale things more easily shooting is proper like I remember playing the complete saga back in the day. You basically just spam X and and shoot around. Um, yep. But, auto aim. <laughs> yeah, literally yep. auto aim. But now it's you properly aim in, shoot. It's all. That's just like playing a any good third person shooter. It's honestly incredible. Uh, you can also take cover in combat. Like I could go on about how much they've improved the gameplay for ages. It's just phenomenal what they've done. You also have constantly recharging health bar, which another frustration of the early games, which is constantly exploding and dying and spawning your studs all over the place and thinking, oh, there's (laughs) another hundred grand lost or whatever it is. Uh, That's definitely something that used to annoy me a lot. Well, that doesn't happen as much anymore because if you are, you know, dying, you can run away and regen, which is brilliant. And I must mention the cinematics and cutscenes. They are so incredibly well done. At times, I actually find them hilarious. Even the darkest of scenes have a comedy element thrown in to keep the game lighthearted and fun. Classic example of this is uh, the classic moment in episode three when the emperor gives the order, oh, execute order 66, and all of the clone troopers turn and shoot all the Jedis. But he, he basically says, execute order 67, in, before <laughs> all of the clone uh, troopers just start dancing. dancing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's honest. It's so brilliant. And that's just, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Almost every mission has, you know, it's just 
littered with comedy it's it's, it's brilliant um also some of the missions and and storylines provide some nice fictional backstory to the movies for example you have to smuggle obsidian from mustafar which is the lava planet all the way to coruscant which is where the jedi temple is and that's again not scratching the surface like there's so much to this game um, there's plenty of mission variety throughout the story mode and outside of this players have the ability to free roam and all of the 24 different planets in the galaxy and each of those planets have loads of fun interesting missions where you can upgrade your characters from getting the collectibles as well i think that the easiest way to summarize this game is it's incredibly exciting lots of free roam to give players freedom over how they play the game you know it's not a it's not a linear game. There is obviously you have the story mode, which is linear, but outside of that, this game has no ceiling really. The game's graphics are stunning. All of the individual Lego bricks render perfectly. I'm now just under 70% completion, and that has taken me an incredible amount of time. Wow. Like you can imagine, almost all of my time when I haven't been at work has been spent playing this game. Like all of my friends probably hate me now because I've been completely offline <laughs> playing this game, if I'm being completely honest. I've played both single player and co op, and both are really enjoyable for different reasons. Pretty obvious why those reasons are. Uh, won't go into them the only bad thing i can actually say about this game is the fact that when you do jump in on co-op both players don't have the same experience it's kind of like um one player might get all of the cool fighting scenes while one person's just r2d2 on the sidelines spectating to score the game and it's an easy decision it's not going to come as a surprise to what my score is it's yep. definitely a 10 my second after forza horizon 5 and i actually think i prefer this Easily, probably the best game I've ever spoken about on the show. Simple as that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I do have to bring this up because I think the general opinion I've seen online is that it's cursed. What do you think about the voice acting for, for this? I think it's brilliant. I really, really think it's brilliant because it's what it is, is it's not accurate, but it's accurate enough for me to find it funny. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, there are some characters where the impersonator is just absolutely out of this world and it for example the Han Solo I think is brilliant uh the Ray is brilliant I, I think they're so accurate but then at other times it's just kind of very close to the real thing but so close that it's quite funny but at the same time not the yeah I, I heard the Qui-Gon talking like that's not Liam Neeson and it just throws my brain going no this isn't right it's this is wrong to be it's funny how you should point out Qui-Gon because thinking back to Qui-Gon I do seem to remember that one jumping out as being not so accurate and and, and I think there are it, it's a frustrating one because there's definitely inconsistency I some people just nail on it and and basically sound like the real actor from the movie others do like a sort of halfway house and then others are just kind of almost sound like a different person and so yeah I think inconsistency is the issue with the voice acting here I think overall it's done very well and I found it quite funny especially the emperor I thought okay. he was yeah really good so you've not turned on the mumble mode then because I know that it comes with an, an unlocked option to just have them all go mm -hmm, like they did in the original yes you actually funnily enough you actually have to unlock the mumble mode you actually you have to get like a data card to, um, it's almost the equivalent of the red bricks from the original ah. ones and uh, I have actually unlocked it, but I don't activate it. Uh, I think the voice acting, like I say, is is actually really quite funny, if I'm being honest. Uh, I really like it. Okay, cool. Mm. All right. That's, that's yeah, I was not, not 
I was I was going to be honest. I, I was expecting you to give it a ten. Yeah, had to be really. And I, and like I say, oh, the definite disclaimer of I am an absolute Star Wars nerd and fan. But yeah, it is. You, would, you wouldn't be buying this game if you wasn't there. In my true, opinion. yes, true. But do you know what? I it, the actual gameplay of this game is so good that I think even someone that wasn't into Star Wars could really enjoy this game just based off the you know tasks that you do. Obviously, it's a massive um determinant of how much you enjoy it, but I think overall you would In still terms enjoy of the this game, game itself. The, it's the concept, good, yeah. yeah, it's a good game. I mean, I think it, I think it sort of almost depends on which angle you're coming at because obviously, Gabriel, you you really like the Lego games, but like it's very it's a huge departure from all the previous lego games true so if you do really like that style of gameplay i don't think you should you should pick this one up necessarily it's very true it's very true you know it's, it's one of those how how can you improve a game but also maintain the integrity yeah. of those those things and yeah i i personally even as someone who played those old games religiously i didn't mind it whatsoever but i definitely see the school of thought of being like oh well this isn't even lego star wars anymore and it is so different you know how how you are not the characters or how you do the main functions of the game has massively changed and it is like playing a completely new game obviously there's it does resemble the old games but it's 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 very different and i got on with it but definitely understand people who don't it, it was it could have been easy for them to just not change anything though and also just you know serve up the same soup that they did last time but I'm glad exactly they, you know, and i'm so glad they yeah. didn't i reckon i'd have been dis i don't think this would have got a 10 if they did that wow okay interesting yeah brilliant right so we've had a 10 we've had a nine and a seven that's a pretty high, uh, pretty high scoring month this this month. I mean, we we keep saying we need to find some really terrible games to tell yeah. people about at some point. We'll, we'll run out of good games to play. I, I'm sure in, in the summer <laughs> I will I'll, I will find a game that I've been chucked into and, and hate myself. So soon come, I reckon. I've got like a thousand games on itch. I'm sure one of them is terrible. Yeah, you need you need to go and start playing some <laughs> and and just pick the worst one that you played. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Games released in 2018 time now. You you yeah. both were telling me before we started recording that 2018 was the best or one of the best years. It's a good is year. That, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not going to say the best, but definitely a good one for me. Yeah, I have to. It's a solid year, but like I, I still think like 20, what, what was it? 2015 or 16 was like absurdly good and had them, like a yeah. million really good games. Yeah. Why, why do you think 2018 is a good year, if, if I have to, without sort of spoiling your uh, top five? Uh, it's got a lot of, I mean, I'm, think, I'm pretty sure I know why Gabriel thinks it's a really yeah. good year. Yeah, yeah, so it is. But for me, it's got a lot of like little games, that I like indie games. I'm like, oh, I've, I've played a game by this person before and I bought like a, a, not a sequel, but like it's by the same studio and it's got all the things I love about it. I'm like, yes, this is, this is a great thing. Yeah. Um, but also it's got some really big releases. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I remember this release. That's that's just a really good thing. I've not necessarily played it, but it's it's something I know is is really popular and is a really big game. Like Gabriel's definite number one game, which I'm pretty sure I know what it is already. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely an obvious one this time. And Uh-oh. you like to to well, then again, is it obvious compared to what it normally is? That's the thing. It's it's, okay. it's a kind of that's a fair a question. Obvious, yeah, but is it obvious? So we'll we'll have to find out. But this year's an interesting one because it's actually it was my first year at uni, and therefore I didn't really yep. get on the Xbox that much. Having said that, 
there were so many brilliant games released in this year and they're a classic example of games that i went back to play after their release like just looking through some of these titles yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm gonna go quickly through some of the most critically acclaimed games i'm gonna start off with the obvious one red dead redemption 2 it is is the main one here God I wonder War if that as well. could be on somewhere. <laughs> I, I wonder. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Forza Horizon 4, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Bayonetta 2, Celeste, so many. Dead Cells, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Monster Hunter World that came out this year, uh, that year even, Hollow Knight 2, another game that's highly rated. So many, so many. I mean, all, all of the games I just mentioned there had a um, above a 90 score it in in terms of um all, all the journalists rating them and that just goes to show how many how many games are out this year that have just blown out the park um other, other than that i'm going to go through some of the highest grossing games and fight well i say finally we have we have someone to to top league of legends and league of legends isn't actually second place either which is which is crazy oh it- no i've realized what's first <laughs> It's it's pretty obvious, right? Surely, with uh, five point four billion dollars in in revenue, yeah. surely we can establish what game this is in in number one. I'm going to keep my mouth shut so I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> oh no, take take a yes game. Right? I'm kind of curious what you think it is now. Come on, a game that absolutely blew everyone. Everyone was playing it around this time. Well, I, I, my guess 20, would obviously be Red Dead, but. That's no, be not even this slightly. Because it's no. not going to gross well, that much. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, you know what came out the year before this was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So this was the blow up of Battle Royale. So it's almost definitely Fortnite. Fortnite yes, of it is. Yep. Yes. five point four seven seven billion. Wow, yeah. it's just mental, isn't it? To see the growth of the grossing like that. That that number is just inflating. But we weren't. We were hardly beating a billion dollars to begin with. Then we hit two billion, and yeah. then this this year we've spun all the way up to five point, I mean, nearly five point five. So, I mean, it, it it is fair to point out, like, while part of this is just inflation and money becomes worth less and the numbers go up, it's also just that you know Fortnite was a cultural phenomenon. It's still one yeah, of the biggest games is. in the world. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's it's not surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if every year from now on Fortnite is somewhere in the top ten, if not at the top. Yeah, yeah. we'll mean... be seeing people doing those dances for decades to oh, come. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said saying that um, six out of the the ten games are all ten cent games, so I yeah. thought I, I'd point that out too. And all of them are technically free to play. PUBG sort of buy to play as well, I think, but I'm pretty sure it's gone to free to play now. Um, mm. So if you class them, them all being free to play, that's also a, a weird, uh, a weird thing. Um, best-selling games in Europe, number one, obviously FIFA 19. That's just the standard in Europe. <laughs> Every yeah. time, it's funny because it's probably just the British that are buying it. Well, saying that, maybe maybe the French <laughs> and the Spanish too, and the Germans. Um, but yeah, Red Dead Two came second. We have Spider Man here, uh, COD Black Ops Four, Mario Kart Eight. God of War, Far Cry 5, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Super Mario Party, and Super Mario Odyssey there in the top 10 for Europe. So now we've heard the lowdown on what the big punching games are. I'm going to see whether any of those that I've mentioned are in your guys' top five. Mm. So, Billy, you're the winner of last week's game. You get to <laughs> first again. So I've actually got a couple of, of mentions of things that I feel we should mention came out this year that you haven't yet. 
So okay. the first is is widely known internet meme that sponsors everybody. It's Raid Shadow Legends. That yeah. came out this year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we just have to mention it because everybody's heard about it. It's on every YouTube channel in the world. I Understandable. Swear. Understandable. Um, and the other one is the worst release of a game I have ever seen. I, I talked because I, I was I was also at uni this time. I was doing student radio, and I was doing a, a video game show. And we talked about this this game. I think every every week for about six months, we'd have some news on something that had gone wrong with the launch. Wow! It's Fallout seventy six. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah. And I remember seeing it, and I remember thinking, "Hang on, that came out this year, but nobody <laughs> ever talks about it." And it's like, yeah, the elephant <laughs> in the room. The launch was so terrible. Everything that could have gone wrong with this launch did yep. it was a broken buggy mess pre-order things went wrong uh, like special we bought a deluxe version gifts weren't delivered or were wrong or were the wrong material oh. just if you can think of something that could have gone wrong with this launch it pretty much did <laughs> yeah it wasn't it it's the the less said about it the better in my opinion the game <laughs> yeah. the game was just just terrible it, it, it collapsed so hard that I don't think it's ever really recovered, despite all the work that's been done on it since. Uh, no, not at all. You you can't recover something like that fully, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Billy, number number five then. Yeah, number five. This is this is the only game on this list I've not actually played it for this year, um, and it is entirely because I watched RT gameplay. You might notice he comes up a lot when I'm talking about more modern favorite games. YouTuber. Yeah. He is one of my favorite YouTubers ever, um, and it's Detroit Become Human. So Detroit Become Human is uh, I don't I don't know it's 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 a it's difficult to describe it's it's almost like a visual novel where you where yeah. it's about the the path you're choosing rather than the gameplay because again there's there's not a huge amount of gameplay there's there's some quick time events and that's kind of it and like walk around sections and interact with things hmm. um, but it's really interesting because it's got I mean I think it's a really heavy handedly bad its message but it does have like a message behind it about like we're all equal people and stuff um but mostly it's interesting because i gotta sit in someone's stream and mock david cage relentlessly for making it (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it's it's just one of those things where i'm like oh i have such good memories of of watching this be played that it's sort of on my top five even though i've never actually touched it myself i think you can just enjoy the concept of it really it's it's you know it reminds me a lot of heavy rain and Heavy Rain is one of my favourite games. You know I, why I it think... reminds you a lot of Heavy Rain? Why is that? By David Cage. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> but in terms of in terms in terms of the whole way it made made me feel and made me think about things, I think that's that's what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, okay, that, that's. I fair. mean, I think we we can all draw upon games where we have got just equal experiences out of watching as playing or or maybe not equal is the right word but you know different but different in a good way experiences i for one loved watching the walking dead games get played by youtubers i would never yep. touch them would never buy them didn't you even, wasn't even that into the series but the, the telltale ones yeah the telltale yeah. ones i genuinely really like those because they're great stories though you can you can <laughs> sit back true. and actually watch them you know yeah yeah Personal recommendation, don't play any Telltale game. Just watch someone else play it. It's identical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to make the, the decisions yourself. Yes, that is true. Very, very true. Okay. So, Gabriel, 
Yeah, so I'm kicking us off with a bit of a boring one, uh, to be honest, and it is FIFA 19. And just to say a bit about it and why it's made the list in a year of so many good games. And to be fair, that should say something about this particular FIFA uh, by itself. But, you know, at you when first year of uni i think fifa was a good sort of introductory portal to your friends like a lot of your mates or a lot of people in your course are generally playing fifa and yeah it was a good sort of uh, icebreaker slash you know everyone's playing it so let's play xbox when we get time kind of thing and and that was what fifa 19 was it was really good cool Enough said, really. You kick balls into goals and have fun. Yeah, with them, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to describe FIFA for like the fifth week in a row or whatever. Yeah. It is now. Our, our time on a show is more valuable than, uh, yeah, spent talking about how you play FIFA and everything. Like yeah. that. Okay, Billy, number four. Number four. Number four is a game I've not played a huge amount of, but it's it's really fun anyway. It's Celeste, which you mentioned. So Celeste is a platformer. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm going to play this again and again and again until I get it right. It's a, it's a big speed running game, big in there. Um, and it has a really surprisingly like sweet and nice story to it uh, that the, I'm not going to ruin. I think, I think you should play it for yourself to find out what that story is. Um, I picked this up for free from the Epic Game Store, um, which is also the only reason I have the Epic Game Store, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's just great because it's so it, as a, it, it's got a really nice story but also it's a really good platformer uh, and it's, it's just got a really nice feel and, and flow to it brilliant simple as that go yeah. go play it that's, yeah, that's yes <laughs> right gabriel four number four and it was the predecessor to a game that i mentioned earlier in the show forza horizon 5 forza horizon 4 still a very well-rounded car game same things that I always say about Forza Horizon games. <laughs> Dude, again, like, like I, yeah, here I go again. And, you know. At some point, we're going to have a catchphrase. It's just, it's just like the other games in the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is. You know, good music, good cars, good story, lots of free roam, good graphics, etc. Good game. What more could you want? Yeah. Easy, easily summed up. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Right, bronze places then, Billy. Yeah. Speaking of games that are just like other games in the series, it's Super Mario Party. Uh, so I have talked about the Super Mario Party series before. It, it's a party game that I play with my family, which is part of why I really like it so much. Um, Super Mario Party, this, this version has some really cool mechanics in it. You can get allies that will help you roll. There's a bunch of different maps. Um, and there is the, the most terrible mechanic I have ever seen in any video game, I think, ever. So if you're unaware of the Super Mario series, the point is to collect stars. You purchase stars using coins. There's no microtransactions, all in-game stuff, and you collect coins as you go around a, a basically a playing board. You could literally play this at home with a, a like a Monopoly style board. Um, but one of the items you can buy is a golden pipe, and the golden pipe will take you straight to the star. Oh. So it's just sort of, yes. You've it's, reminded it's... me now because my friend bought this <laughs> first year, I think it was first year of uni, it might have even been second year of uni when it came out later on. Well when we bought it for cheaper. Uh, God, yeah, you just just teleport right to the start. It's like you've been trying to land on it, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I've got I've got this thing, and I can now yeah. take it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it should be mentioned the star moves every time someone purchases it uh, in in most of the boards. It moves to some other random location. Uh, but yeah, the golden pipe just takes you straight there, so you automatically get the star if you have the coins to buy it. It's it's exceedingly broken. Um, 
Then again, it's Mario Party. One of the rules about Mario Party is that it does not actually matter how well you play Mario Party yeah. because yeah. the game is always decided by the bonus stars that come on at the end. And if you don't play with the bonus stars, uh, you're a coward and you should. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It, it's Mario Party. There are like a million videos on it. Go go watch it and then go pick up a Mario Party and some friends and play it. It's great. You've got to buy friends whilst you're buying the game. You, yes, you, you do. It, I mean, okay, to be honest, you don't need to buy your friends. But it, this game <laughs> loses... All the Mario Parties lose something if you're not playing against real people. I um, agree. It's even extra fun if you're playing against someone who's not very good at the video games because it's it's hilarious. Um or even better, you're playing with someone who is good at video games and then gets screwed over by the terrible, terrible AI in this game because there are team <laughs> mini games that you have to play with other people. So, yeah. It's a bunch of fun. It's a bunch of fun. It is a bunch I, of fun. I, I love playing it during my second year of uni. Yeah. Right, Gabriel. Bronze Place. Bronze Place for me is a game that, yeah, it's got, it's got a weird place in my heart because it's a game that really I would have loved to have spent more time playing but i didn't because like i say i i was not on my xbox very much this year if i'm being honest and it's call of duty black ops 4 and really i can't fault this cod that much it's it's just like the one before it it's got specialists the specialists a lot of them were the same as the one the in the and i must say call of duty black ops 3 one of my favorite call of duties ever and this game was very similar to it i just didn't get around to playing it but yeah an amazing game had zombies as well and a a lot of people really rave about the zombies on this game again i didn't get to play those maps as much as i had previous uh, call of duty zombies maps but yeah a really good game brilliant well said. Do you, you, you have guns and shoot people? Yes, I do, Tom. <laughs> that is that is generally how it goes, yes. Cool, cool. Right, second place, Billy. So my second place game is a game I'm pretty sure I talked about many months ago in the be- near the beginning of the, the show. Um, but a game you might remember me talking about first is FTL. So this isn't FTL because FTL came out yeah. a couple of years ago yeah. before this. But um, in the very first episode of the show, which is September 7th, I think was our very first show. Or um, something like that. Yeah. I talked about FTL. It's one of my favorite games ever, if not my favorite game ever. It's the game I gave a 10. I think it's the only game I've given a 10 so far. This is a game by the same studio, Subset Games. It is Into the Breach, which I'm 90% sure I've talked about before. It's a game where you play as giant mechs fighting giant bugs over the fate of uh cities and stuff i'm sure you have yeah rings a bell yeah it's great it's based around weird time travel and stupid weapons and ridiculous things like i've got a whip that sends lightning through people and stuff like that um but mostly it's got a really good art style it's got a surprisingly interesting plot because it's about like time travels going back to see various timelines from the same threat so you never actually finish the game um it's got like a lot of little things that you can do to try and like, there's, there's a lot of achievements, like little tiny achievements you have to try and get that some of them, which are really quite hard. And I think most of all, to me, this is almost a puzzle game. I mean, I mentioned this when I talked about this game before I play it on a really easy difficulty, but because of that, it, the game becomes less about winning and more about how can I, accompl- how can I win while still accomplishing all these goals, mm. uh, which is something I really enjoy. I, I quite like that. That's the thing that I can, I can do. Or I can turn it up the hard and, and get my ass kicked, which is also an option. Yeah. That's not as fun, um, though. That's not as fun as winning. That isn't as fun, no. Um, 
because you can still screw up or even on easy in and go like, oh, I put myself in an impossible position and I can't fight everything this turn. Uh, and I, I can't like accomplish everything the way I want to. But uh, yeah, I, I, re- I really enjoy it. It's, it's just a, a, a sweet little, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight turn-based strategy game. I, I really quite enjoy it. Great stuff. Brilliant. Gabriel? Cool. My number two is actually, I think it was my game of the month last time we had the the carousel go around and it is Crash Bandicoot, the insane ah. trilogy, which I completely forgot it came out this year. Hmm. Uh, and as I mentioned, it is basically a remake of Crash Bandicoot, the original one, Crash Bandicoot 2 and Crash Bandicoot, the third one. I can't remember the specific names, uh, so apologies <laughs> for that. Uh, but yeah, it's a brilliant mashup of these games. They remastered them perfectly and I have spent lots of enjoyable time playing them. So I do recommend getting yourself a copy. It's so weird thinking that this year is four years ago, technically. Yeah. yeah, it feels like last year for some reason. I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't I blame that on COVID. Um, I was about to say that there's a very obvious reason. Yeah, yeah. everything's morphed into into one massive uh, year. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. Yeah, right. First place is then for for pre COVID uh, 2018. So this, I'm also pretty sure I've talked about this game before on here, and I will rant about it for length if you like. It's Return of the Oberdin. So Return of the Oberdin is by Lucas Pope, who is the guy who made Papers, Please. So if you like Papers, Please, yeah. you already know you're on a, on a winner here. Um, I don't almost really know how to classify it. It's a mystery game. Like you, you go around and solve what are technically a bunch of murders. And I can't really go too much into it because I will spoil it. And this is absolutely a game you need to play without watching a video, without seeing anyone else play it, without hearing anyone else really talk about much more about it. Um, but it's entirely a logical deduction game where you have to work out what happened to all the people on the ship, the Obra Din. Uh, and you have a magic pocket watch that lets you see how people died, which is how you do that thing. Uh, it is really, really hard at points, but it is one of the most satisfying things to like click all the pieces of the logic puzzle together. And it is, it is one of the most enjoyable pure deduction games I think I've ever played. And I heartily recommend it. I bet it's so satisfying sort of when you finally realise what's oh. going on and you're just there like, oh my God. Well, it's it's not so much the what's going on because you know, you sort of get what happened to, to the ship fairly early and you realise, oh, oh, this is a thing that happened. Uh, but it's working out what happened to like, each individual person on the ship. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what happened to this person. They're something that I won't mention in case I spoil it for you. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing I will say about this game because I've seen complaints about this before, is the graphics. It has a really cool art style, but it is not like full color graphics. It is done in like a, a one-bit monochrome old Macintosh style. So like the default is all like green and white and black and white rather than being uh, full color or anything. And you can't really change that. So that is just a, an alert for That's you. That's strange. Okay. I mean, it's, it's deliberate. It's designed to mimic an older style of game and it's got, right. it's got okay. charm to it. Um, and I think in some cases it helps because it would make some things too obvious if they were in full color, but I, it is uh, just I something see. to mention. If you if you find it trying on your eyes, it, there's no way of changing that, just as, mm. as a heads okay. up. Cool. Right, number one for you, Gabriel. Number one, and yes, you guessed it, my number one is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, well, so, <laughs> who could have guessed? Shock face. Yeah. yeah, so obviously one of, 
in my opinion, the best free roam experiences you can have on a video game. And every time I mention it, I just want to go back and play it. And I definitely need to do that at some point. Um, and I will. Uh, if you haven't played this game and you like free roams or like the time period or like shooters or like anything that this game involves, just play this game because it's a masterpiece. I think and... it's criminal that I haven't played it yet. I actually I did shocking <laughs> behavior from me. You do like Tom genuinely of all of all the games that I know you haven't played and I have played and would you know have enjoyed and would yeah. recommend. Yeah. This is top of that list easily. You have to play this game. Okay, okay, that's convincing. I've heard the Red Dead Redemption games one and two have just been, have been been described as Grand Theft Horse. So if you like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. it's kind of the same yeah, thing just in the Western. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and, I mean, and... I love Grand Theft Auto, so. I mean, to be honest, what I would say about that is it's almost it. the things that Grand Theft Auto doesn't have, Red Dead has, and then vice versa kind of thing. So yeah. it's really like there's, there's things about don't think of it as completely the same, but it's it's that same style. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Perfectly explained. Right. It comes as no surprise, Gabriel, I've got to say. It's... Mm-hmm. it's course obviously deserving of being being your number one i mean game of the year with multiple awards if i remember correctly yeah what what a game obviously competing with god of war up there um i think that claimed a lot of a lot of game of the years as well surprisingly i mean so many good games and it's 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 just some this this year up really and it, it, it still blows my mind that it's four years ago i i just don't know how this game was released four years ago already it <laughs> still feels like yesterday that it came out so true right moving on finally to the news roundup guys are you who wants to go first billy i'll let you decide if you want to go first <laughs> or do you want to be do you want to be lenient on gabriel is that i'll let gabriel go first this time oh okay so, so say say let me go first for the news round that's fair you know I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take that victory i'll take that that one victory i can have from the show so yes we'll, we, we love that we love that anyway following a leak of closed test gameplay ubisoft has officially announced that a fortnite inspired battle arena game named project q is set for release Project Q has been described as an innovative and modern PvP battle arena game. The photos I saw looked quite similar to Tekken, but played in teams, uh, if that sort of paints somewhat of a picture. The leak confirmed the game will have at least two game modes. The first, Showdown, is a small-scale battle arena experience featuring four teams with two players each. The last team standing wins. Sounds kind of like a search and destroy, but probably close combat i want to say i mean we'll see what weapons look like when it's released but sounds kind of like that the second game mode is battle zone in which two teams of four players battle for control points not unlike overwatch's control mode which tom i definitely know you will be familiar with yep indeed and yeah i don't know about the two of you but i'm very excited about this i missed the boat when fortnite was released i didn't really get into it so this next installment from them i'm really looking forward to to be fair it's an interesting concept i'm just, obviously i'm trying to visualize it in my head still uh, i reckon it'd be something that i'd take a look into and just seeing whether it's my sort of cup of tea you yeah say it's described as tech like tech and style well 
I haven't that's a me description the, right, the only okay. absolute description is that it's an innovative and modern pvp battle arena game that's the only sort of official description we've got right now that but, sounds cool that sounds yeah cool. in terms of what I've seen of it it looked quite like that cool and okay. my next bit of news is the fact that last week I had some Warzone news and I thought it fitting to follow up with some more Warzone updates. As you know, I am a big Warzone fan. The latest leak for Call of Duty Warzone 2 highlights the map and how it is taking inspiration from a real world location in South America. Reputable Call of Duty Warzone leaker, the Ghost of Hope, has announced he has discovered new information surrounding the map and its setting. According to the leaker, Warzone 2's map will be taking heavy inspiration from the real-life city of Medellin in Colombia. Centred in the Andes Mountains, the location has a variety of regions from jungles to skyscrapers and even urban zones, which should translate well to a large Battle Royale-style map like Verdansk, which had plenty of points of interest to explore. I'm particularly excited about this because this sounds very like an old Modern Warfare 2 map, called favela and that was one of my favorite all-time maps that i think that that is the map where one of the most viral oh my god get mum get the camera i hit this mad no scope videos (laughs) cave was was taken on that map so yeah it's renowned as one of the call of duty grapes uh great grapes (laughs) grapes for maps and yeah so i'm just really looking forward to this yeah, it sounds cool. I, I I haven't touched Warzone in in years. I know they've done a lot of good stuff to it, and they've continued it through through many years now. So it's, mm-hmm. maybe I maybe I have to re-download the the two hundred gigabytes of. Uh, <laughs> you will have to now. do that. I yeah. think it, it's definitely dipped recently. Call of Duty and Warzone, both really in general. But I'm hoping that the next release is going to be the the revive. I love that. Good stuff. Okay, Billy, on to you. So I've got a couple of news myself. One of them is Bethesda, or about Bethesda at least. So if you didn't know, Bethesda had their own launcher. They, they made their own launcher so you could launch all the Bethesda games through it. Um, seeing as it couldn't compete with, how do they put it, uh, other popular digital game management programs like oh, Steam, say, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have decided to shut it down. They are, they are killing it entirely. Uh, but if you did buy games through the Bethesda.net launcher, they have said that you will be able to migrate your na- your games and wallet, so all the cash you, you have like stored there, over to a Steam account starting on April 27th. Uh, you know, uh, instructions won't happen till then. Uh, but some games, only some games, will transfer saves. Others, you will need to be careful and transfer the saves yourself, which you can do. It is it is actually possible to to do that. Um, it is tricky and annoying, however. Uh, however, uh, the Bethesda launcher is, by the sounds of it, closing on May 11th. So if you have not transferred games by then, they will go poof. That's pretty soon. That is. That's yes. just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just the whole thing to me is just ridiculous. Yeah. One, Bethesda even having their own launcher. Two, the fact that ah, people it's... might lose their games because of this fact. And yeah, yeah just the whole thing I is mean, ridiculous. Yeah, they should so, it. So to be fair... They are saying that you will still need your Bethesda.net login to play these games if you bought them through their launcher, which, I mean, I, I guess I see the logic there. Mm. Um, and it's not like the account will be lost. The account will still exist, and it will still be like, accessible through their website and stuff, and they'll they'll apparently continue to do stuff. Um, okay. But to be fair, it's like Uplay. Like, I've never touched Uplay because no. I don't 
want to talk to Ubisoft about these things. I, I'm not really. I, I never really saw the point in every single company having their own launcher. Um, it just gets frustrating having to remember which ones which you got to load up. It and does they all load up on startup of your computer there, I mean, or your console. There are there are a couple of things. I mean, part of it is that Steam do take a pretty hefty cut of all all the profits on their platform. Um, but also a good trick that I didn't know was a, a trick until fairly recently is you know how you can add non-Steam games to Steam, right? If you have them downloaded and installed, yeah, yeah. as they. You can actually add launchers to that. So you can actually have like the Epic Games Store in Steam and then open it from there instead of trying to like find well, it in your files. Like, it's, it's a good hack, right? But it's it's like... Oh, I, I, get, I get that it's, it's a still hack frustrating. shouldn't have to exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I 100% get that it's still frustrating, but it's like a neat little way of, of sort of getting around that. It, um, yeah. I just find it just the whole premise of a game developer having its own launcher is just counterproductive by definition because the whole point is that not there is not <laughs> one game developer and therefore there has to really be a third party that does the launching yeah. side of things do you know what i mean Pretty i mean much. again it is it's just because they don't want to give steam their money like bow their money i, yeah, I do get that um but we are also seeing like more and more stuff being split and like timed exclusives are now a thing on pc so mm. It, it, it's frustrating, but we'll see where it goes. At um, least they're not sacrificing thirty percent to Apple. Yeah, this is yeah. Well, the, uh, it's thirty percent to Valve too. Is but, it thirty percent uh, to Valve? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's one of the things that Epic keep pushing is that they take like twenty-two percent instead or something. I did not know that. Yeah, like Valve take a hefty cut of everything that, that goes through to Steam, so wow. you need to be aware of that. Uh, but in the other bit of news, which is uh, a far less. Uh, doesn't link to, to such annoying topics. Um, you might have heard of, of a game series called Vampire the Masquerade. So the people who make Vampire the Masquerade are Paradox, who are a really great studio. They make a lot of stuff. They make Crusader Kings and Europea Univalis and Hearts of Iron and all sorts of stuff, um, usually with lots of DLC, which I think is their, their main weakness as a developer, in my, in my opinion. But recently, uh, they have decided to launch an indie publishing program called Unbound. Uh, so a while back, they did a game jam. So a game jam is where you sort of sit a bunch of coders down and go, you have this amount of time, make us a game. Um, and you, you don't have to sell them. Like The point is just to show off how good you are at coding and making games, basically. Yeah. Uh, but they did a vampire game jam, which was... So it was all sort of... So a lot of the games were featured about Vampire the Masquerade. And they've gone, that got a bunch of submissions. So what we're going to do is if you publish through our, our indie Unbound publishing thing, you can make money off Vampire the Masquerade. You can publish an official Vampire the Masquerade game and use the license and you can make money off it. And that is perfectly okay now. And they will charge you no money to make that license. That's they will obviously charge you money. They will obviously get like a cut of the profits, I'm assuming, of, of any game you right. make. Yeah. But that is still a really cool thing to be able to do, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that that's... It kind of puts the the thought out or, or, or the option out for, for other people to do this as well and just have it open yeah. to people just to, you know, chuck in their games that they've made. And if, if one of them's yeah. really good, then they get, uh, get benefit from it. Yeah, it, it's great because obviously you don't need a developer or a studio. You can just go off and be like, I'm going to make it. Um, there are some, some rules. So you can only sell your games through itch.io. Uh, that I'm not such a, I don't really have a problem with. Itch.io is actually a really good launcher. It's yeah. like Steam, but it focuses on more indie stuff. It's not such like right. AAA and I remember stuff. you mentioning that before. I know I'm yes. a PC novice, but I remember yeah. you mentioning that. Uh, it, yeah, it, Itch does a lot of indie stuff. It does a lot of, it's basically a publishing platform. It's not necessarily for games. You get a lot of like, I'm going to publish an RPG or I'm going to publish a way to make games on, on Itch. 
Um, and it also does a lot better for like charge what pay what you want rather than Steam, which is you have to set a price. Um, mm-hmm. Even if that price is zero, you still have to have to set a price. Sure. Uh, but the rules are Parox take, I think, like a third, I think said, I think it's the 33%, which is actually slightly higher than what Steam would take. Uh, but you do not actually have to make your money through um, through itch. So you can be like, if you want, if you're paying for this game, send it through Patreon or send it through right. YouTube or Twitch. So there as I say, there are there are some really interesting, interesting rules about it. Um, but it is just kind of cool that you you can now do this you 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 can just be like i'm gonna publish a game that like officially works under this license yeah i like that a lot actually the, the concept is great yeah I, I think it's a really good way i think it's, it's going to be a really interesting and good way to be able to make maybe like i can make good games come look at my other stuff now that you've seen a, a game that <laughs> might be attached to a license you've heard of and, and like a publisher that you've heard of and stuff oh great brilliant guys thanks for the news uh both well, two of two each interesting uh, topics you've uh, you've mentioned there. Coming to the end of the show now, I want to briefly mention uh, where you can find us to listen to previous episodes. The first being on the web, River Radio is our is our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and alongside all the other River Radio uh, shows and everything like that, and all the the information that's on there as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hitbox at river.radio is our email. I forgot to mention that we're on Spotify and Apple Music too. So if you want to find our episodes there. Uh, anything else, guys, have I missed? Oh, stand up straight, sit up straight. <laughs> Back start. I, check. Oh, I cannot be forgetting that. That's the most no. important thing that I've got to mention. Uh, Brilliant. I've- I think the, the only other things to mention is that we are still in the process of setting up our Discord server. It, it, we promise it will be done soon. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. it, it, it will get sorted. There's just there's just a few things that need to be uh, organised in that sense. But yes. we will get everything completed and, and, and presented the uh, in, in the best way possible. And I look forward to getting that getting that yeah. done and, and ready. Yeah, and yeah, obviously you mentioned contact us at hitbox at river.radio and just email us about like anything. We, we don't we're not really fussing preferably something about video games that is sort of our whole deal here but oh like, yeah yeah <laughs> base it on video games at least that that'll be um, good enough yeah brilliant guys thank you so much for joining me as always and i will see you next week yeah bye bye